welcome to the Cleaning for Profit podcast, the podcast that helps you get started in your own cleaning business. For more information on starting your own cleaning business, visit cleaningforprofit.com. Hi there, my name is Tom Watson, and I will be walking you through this episode. Today's episode is titled, What Gets You Hired, Gets You Fired. Now you're probably wondering what I mean by that phrase, what gets you hired, gets you fired. I'll get to that in a second, but let me explain where it came from first. I was reading a book I purchased about starting a cleaning business many years ago. It had to be 12 or 13 years ago. Though the book really wasn't all that good, it did have some useful tidbits of information scattered about it. When the book came around to the topic of getting customers, the phrase, what gets you hired, gets you fired, kept popping up all over the place. I really didn't get what it meant at first until I started collecting clients in my own company. And what I'm about to tell you is one of the very first lessons I learned in the cleaning business. And it may just be the biggest little secret of them all. When you're preparing a bid, and certainly once you pick up a new account, make sure that no matter what, you take care of that person's pet peeves. Now you're probably wondering, what's a pet peeve? Well, a pet peeve is anything that annoys the person who's about to hire you, whether that's an office manager or just a a homeowner, whoever it is you're working for. For instance, if you're called to perform a bid, this is how it would kind of play out. When you're doing the walkthrough of the house or the office, the people are going to start pointing out some of the things that their current and soon-to-be former cleaning company is not doing properly. I highly recommend you take notes during that process. The person who is walking you through is telling you exactly why their company is about to be fired. This is so important. If you feel like you're not getting any juicy tidbits of information, then you have to ask them this question. What exactly is your cleaning company not doing? And you have to remember to ask that question if you're not getting anything, because this information is so important to have. Now, that question usually works in getting some information flowing. And in fact, sometimes the floodgates just open wide and they spill the beans as, as to what's really bothering them about the company they have. And this is where you want to dig in and ask another good question. My favorite would be, what are the three biggest things that you want corrected right away? Again, start taking notes like your life depended on it. That's a good question. They're going to recognize it's a good question, and they're probably going to tell you everything that's bothering them. And what's bothering them is the holy grail of all information. You get to learn what makes them happy. And everything that makes the customer happy is good. What they may tell you will range from the obvious, like, oh, they don't vacuum good, or they're always missing trash cans, to the more obscure ones. And these are really the good ones to get. And sometimes, like, I've had people tell me, the flange on the toilet seat in the ladies' room is always crummy looking and looks like it's never been cleaned. Well, that's a detail that is very precise. Somebody's looking at that toilet seat where it joins the bottom of the floor, and and it just annoys the heck out of them. It's like, that's got to be cleaned. But a lot of times people skip that for whatever reason, and uh, it makes a uh, for a negative customer moment with the customer because that the customer just wants to see it clean. And when they see it dirty every day, day after day after day, it annoys them enough to fire you, and that's um, something you don't want to happen. But with all this knowledge that they're giving you comes responsibility. You have to act on it somehow. Now, how would you do that? Well, first, you somehow have to acknowledge that you understand what will make them happy. Taking notes 
shows that you're paying attention and it's a good first start. But now you have to somehow verbally address their concerns by commenting somehow that you will make sure that whoever cleans your facility will, will be hired and trained on those details to make sure that that doesn't happen. So that's a, just a way to reassure them verbally. And you have to make mention of this not just in passing, but you have to say it with like conviction. Something like, I'll personally make sure that the flange on the toilet seat never gets dirty. Now, that really shows you were listening, doesn't it? It's not just like a, a passing statement that they may or may not heard. You want to make sure that that statement gets heard. Make a point of uh, acknowledging that you're going to take care of these issues. Next, you have to tailor your bid to address the concerns of the person who's going to hire you. You know, you just did the walkthrough. You learned what's important. You verbally addressed what needs to be addressed, but now you still more than likely, because you're probably not going to be hired on the spot, and you have to put a bid together. Now you have to make mention of these pet peeves in the proposal somehow. And this is another little way to just show them that you were paying attention. Because you may be going up against a couple other companies, and you want to be the one that stands out. And what I do sometimes is I create a little section on the bid called Special Concerns. And I bold it or make it and somehow highlight it somehow. And I list all the pet peeves I learned about in the walkthrough. And when you list the pet, the pet peeves like that, you're again reminding them that you are the guy who paid attention during the bidding process. You know, because remember, you're, you may be going up against other, several other people in this process, and you want to get those bonus points. They're out there to be had, so you might as well try to score them. You know, maybe they're brownie points to some people, but they're bonus points to me. Now, let's go down the road a few weeks. You did the walkthrough, you did the bid, you addressed their pet peeves each step of the way. Now you get a call from the potential client. They tell you you're hired. Wow, super. Now you have the burden right at your feet. You actually have to live up to the expectations you created for yourself during the hiring process. Remember, you promised verbally and in your proposal that you were going to take care of that list of pet peeves the customer had with the former cleaning company. Now this brings me back to the beginning of the conversation we had that started this, this, this all. What gets you hired gets you fired. What effectively happened is you now own the pet peeves. They are yours to either take care of forever and make sure they don't ever become a problem again, or these same pet peeves will be the noose that hangs you. The choice is yours. Take care of the pet peeves. So this wraps up our episode of What Gets You Hired Gets You Fired. I hope you found it interesting, and thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode. Uh, for more information on how to start your own cleaning business, I encourage you to visit my blog at cleaningforprofit.com. Just click on the blog section for my latest posts. Should you have any questions or comments about this episode, just visit the website and go to the Contact Me page. I look forward to hearing from those of you who touch base, and I'll talk to the rest of you next week. Thanks again for tuning in.